Hello, witches. It's a Stevie Nicks podcast where we discuss all things Stevie. I'm Melinda. And I'm Leslie. And today we'll be talking about Stevie's pandemic PSA, our origin story, another track from Belladonna, and Hello, Witch's first homework assignment for everybody. Hello, witches. Welcome to another It's a Stevie Nicks podcast. Hey, Melinda. Hey, Leslie. How's it going? Oh, you know. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, you broke your finger recently. How, how are you feeling? That is true. Um, I'm feeling like it's really hard to do anything with one hand. You can still pet your dog, though. I can. That's one thing I can still do, That's but important. I cannot play my guitar or even a piano or even typing is difficult. So work takes uh, a lot longer. And which finger did you break? Uh, left middle finger. You know, the good one. <laughs> Very useful finger. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and you were what exactly doing? What were you I doing? I was catching a football. We, I was just, you know, <laughs> did not you a, actually catch it in the moment or did you I did. break your finger and then drop it? Not only did I catch it, but I kept playing after I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I think Stevie Nicks would approve of this. <laughs> she would totally approve of this. I've heard her legendary stories about how she would get deathly ill and she would get up on stage anyway. Good on you. You showed the spirit of Stevie there. Yeah, and speaking of that, Stevie had a post, I think it was this week, on her Instagram account, urging everyone to wear uh, masks. Yeah, I thought that was a, a really kind of good bonding moment. It's like, okay, well, I just want everyone to be healthy. And so everyone can come to my shows. It, you know, yeah. it, it just kind of transcended all the nonsense that's been surrounding this yes. uh, non-controversy, in my opinion, you wear a damn mask mm -hmm. or you yeah. die. But she just kind of flew right over that as is her style. Yes. And just said, you love me, right? You want to live, right? Well, wear your mask and I'll see you soon. So yeah, I thought that was a really, really good, positive, uh, let's keep on keeping on message from Stevie. And can I just take a second to say how grateful I am that Stevie Nicks is not insane, that, <laughs> that the person whose music I have loved for so long mm. isn't out there maskless campaigning mm -hmm. for someone horrible mm -hmm. and spouting mm -hmm. off ridiculous things like that is I know. such a relief because i don't know it, how i would it, handle that well i'll tell you how i would handle it um the same way i would handle all celebrities who have lived long enough to disappoint me uh <laughs> um basically you know if somebody is good enough that i still want to listen to them even though they've gone completely off the rails later on in life and and disappointed me like that by being a right winger or what have you. I simply imagine that before they became that monster, they boarded a plane and the plane crashed and they're <laughs> gone. That person that I loved and admired is no longer with us. So mm, rest in peace. I'm going to continue playing my, I don't know, uh, X album, for example, uh, yes. Xine Cervenka has gone completely off the rails. I still love that band. I still love that music. Well, she was on the plane and uh, she's no longer with us. So I still listen. That's how I get through that. And thankfully, I've never, ever, ever thought Stevie should go on the plane. 
plane's getting pretty, yes. pretty crowded lately, but now Stevie is thankfully never even thought about putting her on board. Oh man. Yeah. I like, hopefully things stay the way they are. We never have to worry about that. I think, I think she's doing really good. I'm really, I'm really proud to be a Stevie fan. Yes, exactly. For so many reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, also the way that she supports other women in the industry. Absolutely. And yeah, and and she's also come out against like extreme plastic surgery, uh, which is I uh, that's amazing uh, for somebody has in she, the industry. Really? Yeah, she has. She has actually said a few things like you can you know you can become unrecognizable if you oh, yeah. get enough of it. I've heard that. And yeah, and that she basically has kind of embraced aging now i'm sure she's had a lot of work done you know but i mean i can still tell that stevie nicks so uh yeah she's she said a lot of things that i can get behind and and yeah it's it's i'm she's she's never going to get on the plane i'm pretty sure we never really talked about the fact that we met because of stevie nicks that's true. I had a friend who pretty soon after meeting me said, oh, my God, I have this other friend who is as obsessed with Stevie Nicks as you are. And of course, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, then she introduced me to you. It was funny because I hadn't met you either. It was my my brother was uh, out. He's a lot more social than I and he was always out there making friends and he met your friend and he came back and he said, you're not going to believe this. There's somebody in this town that loves <laughs> Nick's as much as you do. And I thought, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there are people actually walking around saying there's a person that I know that, you know, almost like, you know, I know somebody that, you know, can I don't know, uh, bend themselves into a pretzel or something. You know what I mean? Like, this is a really weird person I know. And that person likes Stevie Nicks. Like, here's my conversation starter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I heard about you. And that's how we got introduced. Because we knew people who, like, were more social than us. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that was probably back in the mid-90s, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this was in Illinois. We both lived in Illinois for, well, I lived in Illinois for a short, short time. You still live in Illinois. That is correct. I just moved from that town to uh, the Chicago suburbs. Uh, yeah, we were in the college town and, and uh, yeah, there was a lot available uh, there for uh, random people that wanted to talk on the radio. Yeah. And <laughs> which, which is what we did, actually. We, um, once we became friends, we ended up doing a radio show together on community radio out there in Champaign, Illinois. We did sort of like a women in rock show before mm-hmm. there were a lot of women on the radio and there probably still aren't a whole lot. I'm not really sure. Well, um, I think at that time there at least then uh, there seemed to be there seemed to be more of a wave. I mean, uh we were looking at the tail end of the Riot Girl stuff. Uh we were seeing bands like The Breeders, Veruca Salt, um Lilith Fair was uh, getting started. Lilith, oh yeah, Lilith was Fair, about to Lilith, start. <laughs> was about to start. Yeah, there was actually, I think, uh, quite a bit going on at the time. It was a great time, and we hardly ever played any Stevie Nicks. I don't think did we ever play any Stevie Nicks on our show. Well, we played independent artists mostly, right? So we, we got in trouble artists. when we didn't. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's sort of how we met was because of Stevie and um, both being obsessed with Stevie. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remembered yeah. Uh, when you said that thing about the plane, um, about, you know, having artists on a, getting on a plane. <laughs> when I was younger, so I grew up in the, the suburbs of Virginia. People mm-hmm. in my, who, I, who are in my sphere never even like flew anywhere. So um, <laughs> like my touch point of the quote outside world was Stevie Nicks. If there was like a hurricane somewhere or um, earthquake, especially in California, my first thought always was, okay, but where's Stevie? Oh my God. <laughs> anything in the world because I knew she was out there touring. Like she was sort of this beacon of light of what life could be, you know, if that makes any uh-huh, sense. Right. And so kind of, I yeah. always thought about, you know, where in the world is Stevie Nicks? Whenever anything uh-huh. terrible happened it- in the world. It just kind of just gives me a flash of the the movie The Bodyguard. So you were like Whitney Houston was like Stevie Nicks and you were like Kevin Costner, only you're separated by miles and miles and miles. And if something happened in Stevie's area. You're like, oh, my God, I must save her. I would just be reactive. <laughs> I'd be of no help. <laughs> <laughs> you just stress out. <laughs> We have some uh, what I'm going to call homework that we want to assign out. We can talk about that later. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's not hard. It's not hard homework. Yeah. Just a few hours of your time for some people, maybe a little bit more. But anyway, don't worry. It's going to be awesome. But we'll get to that later. Get to that later. Let's talk about the next track on Belladonna as we go through the Mm -hmm. list, as we have been every Mm -hmm. episode. The next one up is Think About It. Not one of your favorites. No. I'm gathering, Melinda. No, uh, okay. it is, uh, I, th- I consider it the only filler track of a killer album. I just, it just never grabbed me. Um, the tone of uh, the musical tone is just like, I know there's a need to change up the, the tempos and vary the mood in an album, you know, because in the old days, kids, when you sat down with a record, you literally sat down with a record. It was like a whole side, usually about five songs in a row. and you kind of go with the waves of each song. One song might be a rocker. The next song might be a little bit more chill. One song might be a little bit of a bummer. And then you get your cheerful song. And this is the cheerful song of the album. And it just, I've never locked into that one in terms of, I don't know, I could easily go off the album. I could do without it. I I like the song, but I think it does throw off it's different from the album in one thing, in my opinion. As I said before about Belladonna, Belladonna feels very nighttime to me. Yes. And think about it as decidedly a daytime type it's of song. A, it's a good morning America kind of song. It yeah. is. It is totally like that because the song is about overcoming disappointment and heartache and 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 is full of encouragement. And in fact, the song was written in 1974, and it was about Christine McVie, Stevie's uh, bandmate in Fleetwood Mac. Even back then, they were having drama in Fleetwood Mac, and apparently in 1974, as soon as Stevie joined, basically, Christine was thinking about leaving, and Stevie wanted to encourage her to stay, and that's what this song is about, and it is. It's very daytime. It's very keep on keeping on. You can do it. And I mean, I appreciate that vibe from Stevie, like in the journal entry that that we talked about. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that spirit in her, but it just doesn't translate well in music, at least for her songs. She's, I see it being more of a darker tone, a more serious introspective tone. And this one comes across Mm -hmm. like, 
I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. You can do this. And yeah. it's just not, I don't see the lady holding the cockatoo, cockatoo on the front of the album, somebody going, Hey, up with people. You know, it's just, it just doesn't vibe with who I think she is. And really the tone of the album, again, it's happy and nice and there's nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't fit. I I like the song uh, myself, even though I do think "Eh, it is kind of an odd place in the album. Maybe it could have been last. Mm -hmm. No, you don't even think that. Should have been on the flip side. You just wanted out of there. The flip side of the last single that no one's interested in, that one. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not, I don't actually hate it, hate it. It just stands out as something that that just everything else is just so excellent. Okay, that's I think that's really where I'm coming from is that it's so excellent mm-hmm. and the tonal qualities of each song has a, a certain uniformity and not that the, not a sameness, but the, it feels like these songs all belong on this one album and and the songwriting is it has a certain level and tone throughout the entire album and this one just pops in like it's a sunshine day and and it's like what the hell is happening here somebody turn the lights back off and let, yeah. let's light them candles but forget that you know it's just it you've got you've gotten into it so far and now this and 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 the other songs i just think are just better you know those are great songs and and they do have that kind of the murky mysterious vibe that we love from stevie and Mm -hmm. you know carly simon can sing the songs about being your friend and continuing with your life or whatever you know but not stevie nicks stevie nicks doesn't need to do that so that's your opinion no Uh, yeah i know yeah I I, i would probably agree with with all that although i do like the song i would i would not like it if we didn't have that song well, I'm always thankful for all the Stevie that I can get. And, and this is an interesting, this is an interesting view of her that you don't see very often. So there, there's also that, you know, that she does demonstrate through song that she is a positive person and that she does care about others. And, and these are the sorts of things you don't expect from a rock goddess. And so there, she's pretty decent. So, I mean, yeah, I appreciate that about her and and it's just but yeah it's just too reality based and and i like to escape right. reality with stevie uh but if yeah this song if this song weren't so country it could go next to talk to me true true same sort of vibe yeah and yeah you're right it is it's one of those hey i'm your buddy let me help you kind of songs yeah. and she didn't write talk to me no, she didn't. And actually, we'll we'll talk we'll get to talk to me mm-hmm. eventually in the podcast. Yeah. yeah, not only did she not write talk to me, but some some homework, some other homework, different from the homework I'm going to bring up shortly. <laughs> listen to talk to me and then go and listen to John Waite's song Missing You. You th- yeah. think about those two songs and you don't think they're the same song. But listen to them back to back. Okay. Also, Which, I believe written by the same guy, Chaz Sanford. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm anyway, down. little little homework. A lot of people have Spotify. Listen to those two songs back to back. Just something I noticed recently. Okay. Okay. I'm down. I'll do it. Okay. Cool. I have no choice. Um, okay. So uh, so yeah, that is uh, think about it. I'm glad it's there, but yeah, it could have been on another album. Now that now that you, I think you've turned my point of view on that one. Oh, I don't want you to hate things that you like. Oh, I don't hate it. Please. Okay. It's still a Stevie yeah. Nicks song. Okay, good. Because I don't want to be the corrupter here and ruining no. things that people like. But 
No, I yeah, still, I still, uh, I still like it. Okay, good, good. I was watching. Um, well, let's get to the homework part now. Okay. I rewatched a documentary because I had my finger broken, and it's just everything is an effort. I know you think, oh, it's a finger; it shouldn't be that difficult. But when you can't actually use your whole hand, it's just hard to get anything done. It's even your left hand, right? I Correct. know it's not even the one that I. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, not even <laughs> the one that I write with. But I can't. Uh, but it's broken in such a way right at the joint. So if I put any pressure on my other fingers, it affects that the broken finger. Ugh. So it, it's essentially like I can't really use my whole hand for anything other than a prop. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you're waving at people. Yes. <laughs> Let this be a lesson um, to you, youngsters, yes. and your football. So I've been. Uh, I I decided to rewatch um, a Stevie Nicks documentary. It's called Stevie Nicks Through the Looking Glass. It's available on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free to you. Now, I am not saying this is the best documentary ever. I'm not saying it's a documentary that even puts Stevie in the best light. Mm. Um, but I'm not someone who needs to have Stevie Nicks in the best light. I love her music. I realize she's a human and not everything right. that she's done is perfect. And mm-hmm. other people who might say things about her just make me laugh. And I <laughs> don't care. <laughs> like right. their opinion. This documentary is... If you love if you love Stevie, this documentary will you'll, it's entertaining. Um, there's clips that you've probably already seen, some that you may not have seen, um, and it talks. They talk to um, people who used to you know work with Stevie. They talk to old producers like Keith Olsen and Ken Calliott, and old bandmates like Rick Vito. They sh- they show old interviews from Stevie and um, McFleetwood and Lindsay, and they have common commentary from. Um, I think her name is Ann Powers. She's um, actually a really great music critic writer mm. okay. who I like a lot. Um, and then also some other guy whose name I need to go look up and write down who clearly cannot stand Stevie. <gasps> but tries well, to like as well you should get his name. I know. <laughs> I he tries afraid. to hide it. By ending everything with like a positive thing, you know, just oh. say things just like, oh, yeah, she's pretty terrible. And I don't know why anybody liked her, but it worked. So it was great. <laughs> like, oh, it's, oh, it's, but you, you know, you just got to laugh at that. Yeah, you know, I feel sorry people, for him. I mean, not everyone likes a I don't know. I, I, I hate to call Steve Nicks a diva because that has some bad implications. But, you know, um, n- just not everyone likes someone with that much magic going on. I'll say that. <sighs> You know, yeah, right. And also, too, you have to really realize that people who are super, super successful, those who had anything to do with their success, either come away feeling like, hey, yeah, I helped. Where's mine? Or, yes, where's mine? She didn't deserve it. She wouldn't be there because of me. You know, that kind of nonsense, you know, the psychology that happens around somebody that's successful and those that either participated or were bystanders. There's always that element of jealousy and also misogyny, too. Um, That was my next thing I was going to say. If you listen to that list that I read, it was all men with one woman. Mm -hmm. So it is all men talking about Stevie. And also with men, I'm sure the women out there know sometimes men can get mad at you just because you don't because you don't yeah, because you're not yeah, yeah, you're not cute enough for them. Or you are cute enough but you don't talk to them enough or give them enough attention or or that you, you know, think you're entitled to. Yeah. That go thing. So, yeah, I'm sure well, Stevie came up against that more than 100 times. Quite a yeah. lot. With all that in mind, 
I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I feel like I'm going to watch this and I'm going to have somebody to hate at the end of this, which is for me I enjoy hating uh people sometimes and that'll I'm excited about that. So. But there's some choice quotes in there yeah. and there are a lot of things that came up that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. For instance, how Stevie Nicks writes songs about with women's names all the time, mm-hmm. and how, um, at least for me, as a young, not quite realizing how gay I was, you know, <laughs> teenager, every time I saw that, I'd be like, "What? She's, you know, Sarah, for instance." Yeah, the lyrics to that, uh, you know, I thought, "Is that about a what? chick?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, what oh, is I she? know, I did the same thing. She's too. the poet in her heart. What? Oh my god. I know. <laughs> I know, me too. It's like yeah. Sisters of the Moon, like blew me off the map. Yes. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" You know? Yeah, and why is this so interesting to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna play it again. You know? yeah. This might be my new favorite song. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. But- there's a lot of I, things that came up in the documentary that I think that we can talk about, and especially okay. for other people who have watched it, who listen to the podcast, it would okay. sort of be fun to talk you know, about yeah. that next time. You know, here's an idea. Maybe, like, you've already thought of some quotes that you want to bring to the table. I'll say oh, about yeah. maybe a couple, three that I found interesting. <laughs> so we can kind of compare notes and see if, like, any of them are the same. <laughs> yeah, you know? they are going to be. <laughs> oh, probably. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, okay, I'm I'm down. I'm down. I'm gonna go to Amazon Prime and I'm going to watch what's the name of it again? Stevie Nicks Through the Looking Glass. Okay. Okay. Consider it done. And also on the next podcast, we are going to have an interview with um a, a guy who was the um, front of house sound engineer, which he will explain what that means. I learned what that meant. Um, the front of house sound engineer for a few of Stevie's tours and um, also for the last Fluid Mac tour. So we'll be so talking to him, him about. So we heard him in action. Yes. Um, awesome. Yeah, I've I've actually been to we've I've I've never met this this guy, but I've been in the same rhythm room with him a few times because he also did um, Bette Midler's uh, sound oh. for like I think decades. Um, wow. And cool. I, I flew to Vegas to see her Vegas show, and he was nice. the front of house sound person for that. So we'll be talking to him um, about what it's like um, being front of house sound for Flew with Mac and for Stevie. That's exciting. Our first guest. Our, yes, our first interview. We'll see how it goes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> our, hey, you know what? Our first interview on this podcast. We've certainly interviewed other people in our previous life. That's right. Um, we did. On our tiny little radio show. Yeah, we did. We And, and uh you you usually carried the interviews because the people that we talked to, I was so starstruck. I, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't even, I would look at them and they would be like, what's on your t-shirt? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. We have, but, who was that? Um, we have an interview with Kelly Deal. who from was the Breeders. In the Breeders. And you, Melinda, knew so much more about Kelly Deal than I, I did. Yeah, this was before the internet. I was so- totally in love with her at the time, though. It was yeah. like not even right and yeah I, I it was like my worst nightmare <laughs> and interviews weren't that easy back then because there there was no you you had to go through like um college or what was it the cmj journals mm. and um the back of of albums to really figure out what was going on with the band there was no internet really i think it was in the very beginning of the internet where people were yeah. using it but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of information on it certainly not about rock stars and not somebody as like low-key as kelly deal 
Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really know much about Kelly Deal. You did a great um, job. And I had to interview her because yeah, Melinda knew so much about her. I did. I but was But you terrible. were so scared. Or I don't know what you call it. In awe. I was in awe. I was thunderstruck. And yeah, she caught me looking at her and I just couldn't say anything else then after that. And, <laughs> and I would just live for the smoke breaks in between, you know, the interview. <laughs> Go outside and smoke oh, the yeah. Kelly Deal. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> That's so funny. And with that, next episode, uh, if you if if you guys want to um, listen along with and know what the hell we're talking about, um, watch Stevie Nicks through the Looking Glass and uh, before the next podcast, which should probably come out in like another week and a half. And um, mm-hmm. well, you're probably not watching these and listening to these in order, so this none of this will matter. What I'm saying. <laughs> and then, uh, nothing, nothing matters. And then also, uh, yeah, the big news for our next podcast will be our first interview for this podcast, and um, it's exciting. getting to talk to like big time sound person. It's going to be. Uh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. Well, you're the the more techie of the two of us, but I think I'm going to be the one coming in and saying, "Oh, that's interesting." So, what does that mean? Yeah, to go for <laughs> it. <laughs> oh wow i don't know that uh, much about duh. sound tech honestly so uh, go for it well more than i do uh but uh you know i'll be the, i'll probably be the person like trying to translate for the audience and and being the one going oh wow that sounds cool yeah that, great that'll no, probably be my good. my part of the interview <laughs> you could probably pre-record that and let's mix it in you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for listening You all have your homework for next podcast. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. Think about it. Think about it. Before you go. (laughs) (laughs) But we're leaving. (laughs) Goodbye.